Welcome to Dragon These Dice's second level up talk show episode. This one, the group will be rolling hit points for level 5, then afterwards, we'll be taking questions from viewers and doing a post arc discussion on episodes 6 through 13, covering behind the scenes and story related stuff, so keep in mind there will be spoilers in that segment. When we get to the QA portion, we'll be pulling comments from YouTube, TikTok, and Twitter. We usually make a post right before we record one of these, but we also take from comment sections of already posted videos, so if you have a mechanics or story-related question, you want to know how a character feels about a certain thing, something like that, don't be afraid to comment on that episode. We may answer your question in that arc level up episode. But first, the characters have to, of course, level up. I get the druid spell stunning strike. Oh, nice. Starting with Pebble. Pebble, you roll a d10 and add your constitution modifier, and then add that as your hit points. Also, for Pebbles, though, she also gets a extra attack. Uh, so she can make two attacks in one turn, yeah. Yo. And uh, Pebble unlocks uh, level two spells. So I got an 11, because 9 plus my constitution. You get 11 added on to your... That's, that's pretty good, actually. Oh, can yeah. we just roll another one? 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 new spells. Whoa. One of them a is a homebrew of... creation. Hell yes. So next up, Shello. Shello, you Hello. roll a D8. Uh, I got an eight. I got nine. Oh, nine nice. more health. Perfect there. Yeah, you guys are really making up for the last level up. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, what? No, just so... you wait. We're not done with everyone yet. <laughs> Shello also gets his bardic inspirations. He gives out becomes D8s instead of D6s. That's pretty Hell cool. Hell yeah. And then, uh, Shello, you're fine with saying out loud what spells you're taking. Uh, yes. So, Shello, uh, you're taking Enemies Abound as a third level spell, and you're going to be swapping your Minor Illusion spell for Invisibility. Yes. Then, Marin. Marin rolls a d12 plus con mod. Oh, wait. What? Oh, no, never mind. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong thing. I see Font of Inspiration. Yeah, it's a thing. Which is the thing to do with Bardic Inspiration, yeah. And then Song of Rest was something else from level <laughs> two, but I don't think I had. I told oh. you. To <laughs> yeah, you had. You already had the most HP, I think. So you know, maybe that should be fine, right? <laughs> you rolled a one yeah, last I time mean, too. I did, because I made fun of you for rolling one, and uh, Karma bit me in the ass. But uh, Marin, you do also get extra attack per turn. And uh, I believe your movement Sorry. speed also yeah. goes up. Yeah, So I'm just gonna fuck everybody up. Balthazar, you roll a d6 plus your con mod. You're the lowest here. L. B7? Yeah, nice. Yeah, uh, the only one that's rolled badly so far is, uh, Baron. <laughs> so Balthazar, yeah, you, uh, you can add 7 to your HP. Uh, you said you were removing sleep. Yeah. That's a banger spell. It, I just don't need it because you have it. So Scrubbins is next up. He also does a d8. So Scrubbins roll 1d8, then add your constitution modifier. Okay. Nice, perfect. Uh, eight. Plus, plus three. So that's uh, 11. Scrubbins is healthy. <laughs> that's all that's all for you uh also with your level up you though you get your sneak attack damage will do more and you also get an ability called uncanny dodge which as a reaction you can half damage Ooh. any incoming damage that you can that you can see how many times oh. can you do it it's as a reaction so any reaction oh wait really damn shardy and so as long as he's not uh 
as long as he doesn't take like an opportunity attack or does some other react something that requires a reaction he's able to path damage and as long as he sees the person dealing the damage to him hurrah Woo! and lastly sauna is also a d8 plus one so eight so eight nice yeah every, everyone got Ooh. good rules except mary sauna will also be getting an extra attack and she also gets stunning strike Stunning. So that's everything in regards to leveling up. We just leveled up. Uh, we definitely just leveled up a few minutes ago. Um, I just leveled uh -huh. up. Yeah, and now we're on. Don't look at the chat next to my art that says six days, 19 hours ago was an investigation oh. check. Yeah, don't worry about how we uh, record our episodes, <laughs> even though that is the first thing. How do you record? Bandy <laughs> <laughs> uh, Cam 3, next question. <laughs> I believe we talked about I talked about this a little bit in the last episode. Someone also asked, "How do you stream?" Uh, we don't stream. We all individually stream. <laughs> yeah, we don't stream D and D for Dragonese Dice, but we all stream like games and stuff occasionally on our own. Now we don't stream because I am not confident in myself <laughs> to do things live. Uh, I think our I think our I knew it would be a mess. <laughs> I think our videos are a lot better when uh, things can just be cut out. Like long silences, me looking up things, uh, much better. We yeah. spend forty-five minutes on a book per <laughs> session. I don't Yo. think that needs to be seen by the general public. Yeah, like literally, I think the last video I was editing, I cut out literally thirty minutes of people <laughs> just debating how they were gonna pay for something. Um, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Uh, most on average i think i usually cut out around like two hours of footage from each episode just like random shit because there's also like a lot of back and forth that i just kind of like trim down but now there's a lot of like indecisiveness i usually like trim down uh make it like move along faster for the for the edit and i use a lot of filler words like like and um and uh there's already a lot of that in the videos, but there's even more that I cut out. So there's honestly a lot of that. Uh, I never cut out anything actually important from videos though. So it's, it's, it's nothing crazy. I think the literally the only thing I ever cut out that I wish I could have kept in the video was a joke of Piddle saying he had a carriage back home with flame decals on the side. And I think I had to remove it because someone was talking over me or, or something like that. But that, that's literally the only thing of really importance that I have, that I've had to cut out before. How do we how do we record things? We use OBS. Um, people are also wondering how we do like the light up PNG things. It's basically the same way PNG tubers use it. Just to give a quick basic tutorial on how we do the talking artwork for our videos, we have a closed mouth version of the artwork and then an open mouth version and we use Discord Stream Kit to monitor when each of us is talking in Discord. Then as a browser overlay in our recording software OBS, I have it coded to like switch between the artworks. And you can easily find tutorials online on how to do this. It's, it's the same way PNG tubers do it, so there's plenty of tutorials out there, but I'll link a tutorial in the YouTube description for those that are interested in the technical side of things. Aiden Care asked a really good question. Now that everyone has reached level 5, if you could go back and change one thing about your characters, what would it be? I'm assuming like class stuff and things you like picked up on level Like up, mechanically? So. I wish uh, I would have chosen a, a, an actual feat because I didn't understand them at the time, <laughs> I, and then I, also, I understood them later. Yeah, I wish that too. I 
I I wish that also I I my character her personality is like me but uh quieter and more timid. And I wish I gave like I wish I gave her more unique personality. I'm sort of developing that as we go. Character but like but like like for, like at the beginning it was literally just me. So like I I'm developing mm -hmm. it as we go and I wish I developed it from yeah, the I feel like a lot of people do that with <laughs> Yeah, well, it's like a, a newer it's, thing. This is technically my second character, but Dribble doesn't count that. I feel like Dribble is also like self-inserts. Yeah. Dribble, <laughs> Dribble is literally just also a, and like and like Dribble was you, but more confused on the mechanics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There are two things I would change though, um, but one thing I would change, I guess, can it be like a behind-the-scenes thing? Because I really wish I came up with the character myself instead of had me not come up with most of it. <laughs> I mean, that, that's definitely that's true. Change, so. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's something I, that's something I wish I had done because, like, now, like at the at the point I'm at right now, it's like I can probably come up with a character if you give me a couple days. At the point that I was at when when I actually had to come up with a character, I was like, fucking, I don't know. I can kill off Scrubbing. Yeah, <laughs> no, I love I, I'm kind of the same way though, because I. I made my character based on the idea that this was going to be a one shot, and then <laughs> yeah. it turned into a campaign. Oh, and a then, yes, you... because that's what we were told. Yes, that's what we yeah, were told. I, I, I did. Like... I did say because I wasn't confident in the, in the podcast, <laughs> but then there was then, and I also wasn't sure if I wanted the story to continue. But I was like, I can make this work for a full. Campaign. I genuinely yeah. don't remember you saying it was going to be a one shot. I was planning for a full campaign Pina, this whole time. Pina I don't. Did. Say it. So I, I was no, like, I, I always okay, said I'm it may turn into different. a full campaign. As someone who's been here since the beginning, I'm gonna try something different. As someone who's been here since the beginning, yeah. As someone, you know, you know, episode like one thing I regret is changing. Uh, you know, when uh when uh Ganubis leveled up to level two, he turned to a female elf. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was weird that Balthazar just the character was completely taken away, and he just replaced him with Sana. But then we we, oh we we had some other guy come in to do voiceover for for Balthazar, even though like I don't think we can the character's not even on the campaign as, page. Anymore. As the greens like the greens like suit actor for Balthazar, <laughs> you know, doing all the stuff oh and stuff. I wish you know, I wish I used magic missile a little less. Um <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Mongesi, yeah. oh and I wish we got like a better actor hire to like voice over me. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> damn! I relate a lot. If I were to give an answer to protect the um, the like integrity of my character as a as a creative uh, person, then the answer I would have given was I would have changed uh, his background to not be like um criminal and be a uh, folk hero instead. Oh. Mm. I think uh, one one of the things I wish I had done at this stage, anyway, um, is have because when I went into it, I came in with the idea that it was going to be a one shot, and also mm -hmm. that am I the only I one mean, who? Yeah, apparently. Yeah. So um, the, re the rest of us read the message. But also, <laughs> I, I, uh, it was my first time coming up with a character, uh, given you know my first time playing D&D, so I wasn't sure exactly how far I could push things with my character, if I could make it more kind of self-centered for, like, goals or aspirations or whatever, so I think knowing what I know now, especially with the experience of playing with you guys, um, 
I think it would have been better for me to just have like a a solid idea of where to go with the character from the start yeah. as opposed to now kind of figuring out what I want to do I think that's the I'm, fun I'm of it though because you're kind of you're kind of living as the character unsure what's going on yeah, now I I came up with Pebble and I, I thought of having a character who felt like this intense guilt for for her past but also like just who she is and I thought that her her going to the Colosseum like initially she she was there and she accepted that as like okay this is my punishment but once we escaped now I'm sort of having her build her own goals of that are separate from just like getting what she deserves and it's like I wasn't expecting it and I, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot. I, I like having her have a real goal besides letting uh, fate take its course and fuck her over. For for Sana, I uh, um uh, I I mostly have one main goal I want Sana to achieve and everything is up in the air to how to get there. Quit her dream. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like your drinking problem. No, that, the original idea was the drinking problem was have comedically large alcohol so you guys notice me easier. <laughs> but, um, but like, there's a bunch ready. of actions. There's a bunch of actions like I would do, and then immediately after, or, like the next day, be like, no, no, that's that's I, w- I, I wish I didn't do that. That's unlike my character. Mm. So so there's like True. a lot of actions I'll do. Then like no, that doesn't that doesn't fit right with her, and then I'm I just slowly changing. There's a lot of things where I have, in the moment, just being like, it would be funny if I did this. And then afterwards, <laughs> I'm like, that's really fucked us over. This has become the thing where it started with, if you could change one thing about your character, what would it be? And now it's just like, my biggest regret. My regret is what I would change, because no. I haven't been here since... You know, level four. And like, <laughs> and, and, like anytime Sana does something that's like a little out of pocket and then like goes back on it, I always see that as her like sort of getting used to the fact that she's now more free than she was before. Like she has more freedoms as a person. Letting the intrusive it's thoughts win. Literally letting mm-hmm. the intrusive thoughts win. And it's so funny to me. I really like it. I'll answer for Baltazar. Uh,. <laughs> <laughs> He's not here for this question. Mechanically, I think he should have taken variant human instead of straight human, uh, which would allow him to take a feat instead of having a plus one to all his all his skills. I think uh, he could have gotten more use out of a a uh, feat rather than being like uh, dumping all of them up by one. Yeah. Um, and also also also, also add one on to answer for Pebble. I think on the last level up, she shouldn't have added her ability and score improvement to what was her dump stat. Okay, <laughs> that's okay. Thank you. You know, answer. but that—that's just Pebble's character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh making stupid decisions. <laughs> it's only funny when we're making fun of Modzi. We need to go back to making fun of Modzi. <laughs> I'm perfect, and you just can't accept that. I had two ideas for Miriam, and that was literally it. I wanted her to be a barbarian, and that—that that was the extent that I had for her like actual character sheet. I just wanted to be a barbarian because it was something I had never done before and I wanted to try it out. And then um, my plan for her, what would happen for her 
only went up to the Coliseum because I fully planned on losing her then. <laughs> like mm. my, oh, I wanted her to be self-sacrificing. I wanted her to stay there while she helped everyone else get out. I, and that you, just didn't I, happen. <laughs> I want you to know that I would have literally cried. Like I would have cried real actual tears if we left I Marimba. wanted that effect. <laughs> when Shello almost died during the fight with Hellcor, I literally got, I like, like I tears welled up. Tears oh, welled was, up. Uh, I was completely void of emotion. Are you serious? <laughs> what? People asking who did the character art, and like we said in the last Q&A, that artist is known as Logazon, and her fiver is linked in the episode descriptions if you'd like to commission her for your own character art or check out her other artwork. And any other artists we use that aren't like actual D&D assets, you know, uh, they will be also in the YouTube video descriptions. But I'm putting this question in again in this Q&A as well, because I just wanted to shout out our logo and music creators. The logo is made by uh, my my Twitch emote artist, Madman. Uh, he's linked in, in all the descriptions. Scally Pebble, who is not here, uh, she does all the music. Um, but not all the music, all the music that's original. Um, <laughs> not the, uh, the, yeah, rip, the ripped uh, OSTs. Yeah, she doesn't do the Tamagotchi life soundtrack. <laughs> uh, Are you kidding me? Then, then all the, all uh... the graphic design stuff I do, like thumbnails and overlays and stuff. My next question, this was, this was actually a, a kind of a sort of debate that happened on a TikTok, like CapCut meme I posted. Um, it was why I always ask if blank hits. Uh, I know you guys asked me that too. <laughs> oh, I remember. I remember seeing that. People, people were like debating in, in the uh, in the in the comments if you should ask if if something hits every time or if you should just like have like a list of your players' ACs so, so you know. Um, but I, I like to specifically ask or just like say what I roll. Um, because like firstly I don't I don't memorize everyone's AC and I don't I don't feel like adding another uh tab I have to keep open that lists it all. Um yeah. and, uh, it's funny. It brings him joy when he knows. Yeah, also the a big reason is is just funny <laughs> to like say like a ludicrous number and ask if it hits sincerely. Does <laughs> <laughs> a twenty-six I, hit? <laughs> I know I do it the most often, but it's so funny whenever someone gets like just Heaves a sigh, like, no shit. <laughs> they don't say that, but you can tell. But I also, <laughs> do it uh, so often. like, saying it, and not, not just, like, skipping to, like, giving you, like, the damage. It offers, like, for, like, a reaction to be used, like, if Balsar wants to cast, like, shield or something. Mm. It's kind of like a formality, uh, and, like, gives, gives the player time to speak if they have something that can, like, counter it or something like that. Um, and also... Yeah. It, it just lets you guys also know I'm, I'm actually rolling these things and I'm not just like making shit up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could be. Yeah. I mean, like, I could be you making could up be the anywhere. numbers, we but just uh, wouldn't know. it also lets you determine like what the enemies are rolling. So you can maybe have like a good idea of like how strong if, they are if they if it's continually like roll like really good. Enemy, yeah. yeah. Another question we got was who the goblin is in the intro video. Oh yeah. Oh. Someone asked if it was specifically Cumfuck. Uh, it's not Cumfuck. He doesn't talk like Cumfuck. Uh, someone, someone else said, "Is it to do with mind goblins?" Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't think about that, but that kind of works. But I, it's literally just I wanted I use a goblin because it's a pretty like standard recognizable D and D creature uh, that kind of fit that voice I wanted to use for that trailer. 
Um, and that's about it. <laughs> I, uh, I, mean, I, think, I, I think the the shape of the head was fun to draw as well. That's why I felt good with it. Can we call him John Dragon these dies? My God, you know how like does not do that. You know how when you have like any like brand, you just say like it, it's John brand's name. Yeah. I'll, I'll have him the show camera. up in the campaign as just like a really like meta character that like knows he's in like a D and D podcast. He's since just he, since he was in the, the trailer, yeah. on the podcast. He shows up to like remind people to subscribe and hit that like. <laughs> Someone also reached out to me, asking for some DM advice. Even though I'm a new DM, they wanted to know from me for some reason. They asked, <laughs> they asked, how do I get my players interested in the story? So I think the best way to do that would definitely be like bringing up things from their backstory especially if they like wrote their backstory themselves uh, like bringing up characters they, they came up with um because that like directly ties into something they the player thought of themselves and you can like work with that but then beyond that uh, i find it interesting to have villains or relatable npcs that get the group motivated to do story related things and learn more about either defeating the villain or helping the NP NPC. Towards sort of like DMing and getting people interested in the story, I think the more you can possibly flesh it out and add like little little links to everything is the better. Um, and just like general storytelling, just like read some really good books, uh, get some good like ideas from them. I mean, as uh, as as you three as players, what makes you guys interested in the in the story? Um, emotional involvement. Make me care about something, and I will yeah. be so invested. Bro, hey. plot twists. Oh, yes, yes. I think the most invested I've been at any moment was one of like Marin's nightmare PTSD things. <laughs> oh, where it it genuinely it was just like the the language used in explaining the scene was so um it was so compelling where i was just in my mind creating the scene itself and i think th those moments where i feel like i can see the scene in my head even though we're just speaking about it are the bits that get me really really invested i've enjoyed just like the wacky characters <laughs> yeah the creating most. creating like a the atmosphere is really good for getting people engaged like a like music choice to put on in the background I, I really pay attention to that i try to have like a a new song for most like important scenes and and things and then like uh kind of explaining explaining things as if you're like narrating like an audiobook or something like being really descriptive uh mm -hmm. i i struggle with that if i don't plan it out ahead of time it's human in a sense where like or it feels real that like not every single corner of the world has something special in it um but those special moments are great next question is um, i get this a few times most people commenting this um just saying that uh, on, like, on like a TikTok or something someone will comment I'm, I'm stealing this or something from my home game <laughs> so my next my next question i have here is can i use your game as inspiration for my own uh personally i'm perfectly fine with people taking my stuff for their home games you know like npcs or like a, a joke a bit i have 
planned or like a, a story beat or something. I, I'm fine with someone using that for their game, just as long as you don't like claim it as your own original idea, you know? If, if the game is like streamed or something, I'd, I'd probably have more of an issue with it if you if you just like steal my my stuff but uh, for just like ra random home games that aren't like content you know I, I don't really care that much uh just uh you know tell your players where you got it from i guess and they can they can watch spread the word <laughs> get more funny ants out there uh and maybe maybe eventually down the line i can release like specific like homebrew creations i've made for the game like officially uh, whether it's, cool. Yeah, whether it's like a source book or just like uploading them to like a Patreon or something like that would be would be nice. Uh, I just don't know if um, I'd, I'd probably need like another dungeon master to like proofread it or something because I've never written like uh, stuff specifically for use of like other people. Most of the stuff I design is very specific to like our needs for the or my needs for the campaign. Um, so a lot of it probably isn't balanced that great. Actually, this is, this is my next question actually. How does Podiki's potion crossbow work? Because some people ask this. Um, that potion crossbow, it can only fit regular healing potions. So you roll to hit like a normal crossbow, then you'd roll for healing, and you'd roll that same die again for the damage. Um, so it could do more or less healing than damage depending on what you roll. So it's a bit of a toss up there, but in the moment when, that, when it was shown off in that episode for the comedy of it, uh, when Podiki used it, I, I just had them cancel each other out so that it'd be funnier. But <laughs> so something like that that could be put into like a a book or something for for publication for homebrew, but it's definitely not balanced well. There's uh, another question. Uh, someone asked if the dungeon master will be a player again at some point. Now, I'd love to I'd love to play in a game, whether it be like a one shot or a campaign. Since I have since I I haven't actually been a player since we started this campaign. Uh, I've been mm -hmm. a. I, I played a few games uh, with a different dungeon master a few times before this, uh, but this is also. Uh, I, I made the jump to DMing for the first time in this campaign, um, but if I, if I did go back to being a player again, we'd probably have to get. Uh, Cause I don't know. I, I assume none of you are interested in like DMing, so it'd have to be like a new DM I comes think it would in. Be kind to... of fun. <laughs> I would love to if I ever got the confidence to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think DMing is not as hard as it seems you know uh it's it's a little bit more intimidating if it's in like a a recorded or streamed space like this podcast is uh you just have to be good at like improvising things and you, you gotta do like a lot of planning ahead of time it's not that bad because like um especially if you're playing with people who don't know DD as much as you you can just like uh make up the rules <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to know going back to if i would ever be a player um it, it'd probably be like so like another person like a different DD podcast or someone else we know that wants to be a dm would probably have to come on to dm something or uh i would guess in like a different podcast mm -hmm. or something like that i mean I, I i like world building a lot so i'm perfectly fine with staying as a dungeon master i, I do definitely miss just being a player and being like in that sort of mindset as a as a player but dming is also 
a lot of fun. Someone asked if we could say the party subclasses. We've mentioned it like a few times what some of your guys' subclasses are, but it's not unlike the like character cards I made for each of you. College of Swords Bard. I am a wild magic barbarian. I think that's one of the most obvious ones. <laughs> yeah. No. What do you mean? It was best kept secret for sure. You're a barbarian? Pebble uh, is a paladin oath of redemption. Balthazar is School of Conjuration. Scrubbins is a rogue. Changeling thing? Well, Changeling is his race. Oh, fuck. He's a, what? He's a rogue. He's a rogue. He's a rogue. Um, a teenager. <laughs> he's a. Uh, it's called. It's, uh, no, Changeling. Changeling is a, is a, is a race. He's a phantom rogue. Oh. That sounds Ooh. really cool. Damn, it sounds like a fucking. The character out of fucking one. That's <laughs> yeah, that's why. Uh, that's why he has like some ghost things going on. Like mm. when he does like a sneak attack, like ghosts come out and and do stuff. Uh, Scrubbins also has a um, feat that he hasn't. I don't think he's actually used yet. <laughs> but uh, it he also does some interesting stuff. Does he stuff. know that he has the feat? Hopefully. <laughs> oh no, he he has used it. He has he hasn't used the second feature of it. But yeah, oh, one of the things that gives him is is the false life spell which he's used before. Going back to subclasses, uh, Sana is a druid. So moving yes. on. <laughs> yeah, totally. 100% druid. Monk way of the drunken master. Wait, is that actually what it is? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> when when was this disclosed? It was, well, it was never disclosed. I'm disclosing it now. Yeah, no. It. <laughs> P three P three really only wants to keep it a secret from Scally because P three thinks Scally actually believes him. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. To be fair, I just I just thought that she was a fucking idiot. <laughs> no, when she says she's using a druid point, she actually means she's using key points, which is what monks use. Oh. Okay, that's very funny then. Uh, she wouldn't be built very good for a druid because I think druids go off of wisdom as their spellcasting and her wisdom is 12. And her, <laughs> Again, maybe her she's a 17. dumb piece of shit. <laughs> Drunken master monks don't actually have to be drunk, by the way. It just like describes way of fighting as like unpredictable. Um, so oh, since, yeah. since she's not trained in like hand-to-hand -hand fighting, her thing was that she's like unpredictable. She unpredictably fights and uses her like pent-up emotions my uh my first D, D character ever played was actually a drunken monk on episode six crab apples in <laughs> where i got the idea from that uh is a, and actually i got the idea for crab apples um this, this might be a surprise but applebee's the restaurant i i didn't make that i had a feeling because I... of but mostly because of the apple part and then the everything being bad part being there one time i just like got the idea to like put this in TNT because I thought it'd be funny. They have like a chain in like sort of restaurant that, because all these starting towns you guys went to uh, getting out of the prison were really in close proximity together. And I wanted like yeah. it, so like it was a good idea to have like just a chain of inns at like each one if you guys to stop at at, e at each place instead of like trying to like find housing or like a, just a generic inn or something like that. Yeah, and I, I kind of based the vibe around mm -hmm. uh, the real like places like that in like small towns i i recall you had said um that we were mainly going to be focused on role play for a while mm -hmm. 
and then the the first combat we had after you said that was the big game it's interesting you say that because hellcore and uh the other wizard they weren't supposed to show up to haver hills there uh what i originally planned for when i said that uh, because i didn't expect Bolsor to so easily give away that he was there <laughs> I, I didn't know that that was actually connected. I, I had an idea that it might have been connected. Well, to so um, the... I was nervous about giving away our actual location. The people would have still gone there to get the kids, but it wouldn't have been, like, the wizards wouldn't have been there, and there wouldn't have been as many soldiers, because they wouldn't have known you guys were also there, basically. So was, was it entirely possible for us to have just, like, won that encounter? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Because that was like the entire point, or the the entire driving force of us to go towards the capital. I mean, to be fair, I didn't know the wizards were actively set. Well, yeah, I mean, you didn't you didn't know that. Uh, well, what, what what I had originally planned for, I had planned for Gon to send multiple messages to Balthazar, because uh, I assumed that Balthazar would think it's a little suspicious that Gon just happened to find like a wizard and send a message and, and like get away at all and, and, and all that so I, I expected Balsar to like ask on like a question and like to prove that's him or something like that and uh, something something that wasn't giving away the location immediately <laughs> so I had planned for like multiple messages gone would send after that one where he'd try to like sneak in different code words and, and things that hint toward him being hint towards him being captured by the wizards as they like tortured him to like send more and more messages trying to get the information out of Balthazar. Um, but I didn't end up needing those. <laughs> oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It was a really cool fight though. But no, the Hellcore being there uh, made it like a lot harder than... Um... <laughs> I mean, I, I honestly, I wouldn't say that it was necessarily like unwinnable. Uh, I mean, it was definitely stacked against you. I mean, it, it, I feel like we were far too divided uh, to actually do anything there because we weren't able to like 100% focus on saving the children because then yeah. we would have had to kill the rest of the enemies and we weren't able to focus on killing the enemies because then the children were taken. It was a really cool fight though. Especially I got, I got to get rid of the Teb doll. Okay, right. I, I wanted to ask, why does everyone have such an issue with Shallow enjoying Teb's company? The fact that Teb tried to kill us. That, but that doesn't... He put bringing, a blade in me. I don't understand why making Shallow more upset... Uh, he wasn't hesitant to kill children. Well, I, I only stopped Shallow from getting Teb's stuff at the market. And it was First right there in front of him. And you just pulled him away from it. You yanked him. <laughs> you grabbed him by the scruff yeah, of his did, neck. I did pick him up. I think I think the reason why I, Aaron, enjoy Teb as like the, as a character as much as I do, is because he was meant to die in the first encounter. <laughs> Which well, is now, why now... I keep I keep trying to get more Teb memorabilia in game. Now in death, he's stronger than he ever was living. I don't know about that. He was pretty fucking strong. I feel like I missed a a, a point because what did we end up doing with the dragon scale? Also, we, has we just put him back. In okay, that's why I was like confused because I was like, <laughs> Mirren like ended up resonating with the magic in it. 
and then we just didn't do anything with that. So I was no, like, it's, it's it's very potent and unstudied. One one confession I have is that originally, um, I had planned for like look like just like a rock, like a magic rock, and Pondbelly was supposed to be there to reveal that it was actually. A dragon scale, but in giving this backstory to Balsar, I accidentally called it a dragon scale. <laughs> so kind of yes. that. Uh, <laughs> I no miss Fun Belly. He was one of the real ones, for real for real. He had frogs. I'll put this, this into perspective on how bad I am at note taking. How many sessions in are we now? Uh, 13, 13? 14. 14 or 14. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, six sessions of notes. Nice. <laughs> I categorize mine by day. Uh, yeah, I've got, like, I've got mine on I don't date. categorize mine at all. I oh, just write bad. them down as I get them. Except I've taken notes on Discord and on Google Docs. So whenever something comes up, I have to check both. Because I started at first just doing it on Discord because I had a page so that I could remember what Mirren's wild magic stuff was. Mm. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to write everything down there. Except then... Mm. I was like, well, I, I need to get down the backstory that Peanut sent me, so I'm just going to open a Google Doc and put that in there so that I can easily just go back to it without having to go through eight different things. <laughs> so I just started taking notes on that instead. <laughs> now I've got my notes split. One of the main problems I have is it brings back like school PTSD when you're like, oh, wanting, God, you need yeah. to take notes down from the whiteboard. And the teacher's just finished writing the last word of the last sentence on the board. Then they immediately grab the fucking duster to wipe it off. I'm like, fuck yeah. you. The way I keep notes, I have multiple folders in uh, Google Drive. So I have a folder for NPCs where I have notes for every uh, NPC. I have a folder for the party. Then I have in there uh, folders for each of you individually. Then in each of those individual ones, I have uh, uh, your bio... The information that you know as a player about your character, I have another doc about information you don't know to reveal later in the campaign. Then I have a doc for uh, all the NPCs uh, tied around your backstory. Um, mm -hmm. Then I have a, a folder for places. Um, then I have notes on every place in that one. Um, then I have a folder for each arc where I kind of like outline each arc that happens then i have a folder specifically for level ups whatever what each person gets on each level up then i have a folder for session notes and in each of those a google doc uh that just has um my notes for like each session if i need to like jot something down real quick to remember it later then i have just uh a doc for the timeline of events uh going like from the beginning of time in this world to current time. Oh shit. Well then I have, I have, I have a list of the Pantheon. Uh, I have a uh, list of all my, my homebrew creations. Actually in the, in the timeline, in case you guys didn't know, you're currently, the era you're in is the age of abandonment. Good. That's good to oh. know. I thought so because we were talking about. Yeah, it's it's been referenced a few times, and also yeah. the, the previous era before the Age of Abandonment was the Golden Epic. Epic spelled E P O C H. Isn't that epoch? No, it's pronounced epic. Okay. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. I I know for a I... fact that Shallow doesn't know a lot about the world. 
And my, my next thing then was uh, just discussing the creation of, of Scrubbins. Me, me and Nerds pretty much like got in a, a call together and he really only had an idea to be like kind of like brooding rogue type character. And I like bounced some ideas off of him. I saw the the phantom rogue subclass and I thought that was really interesting. So I asked him if he wanted to do that and have some like kind of like horror-esque influence and he thought that was cool. He came up with some ideas for his backstory and then I sort of like took that and, and sort of created the character around that, um, the certain aspects he gave me. Because Nerds doesn't really know too much about D&D, &D, so he, he just envisioned like an elf. So I, I showed him basically all the D&D &D races. So he, he thought that a race like a changeling would be cool or like a... a uh, there's another race called Shadar Kai, which is a which is kind of like an elf, but like a lot paler and kind of like edgier like that. Um, so he mm -hmm. like he liked those two, and decided to go with Changeling because he thought it'd help. Uh, he, he liked the aspect of uh, being able to change like a different person, like doing like different voices and different characters and stuff. Then then from there, the only really thing he had about that he wanted his character to look like was he he sent me a picture of Ezio from Assassin's Creed. Uh. uh and then from there, I kind of like took that and sending it to the to the artist. I kind of took that and then combined it with these sort of like gothic elements. So that's cool. Also, he he said that his voice inspiration for Scrubbins was Ben Riley from the second Spider Verse movie. So the <laughs> the Under Ruin dungeon was the first like real dungeon you guys really did, where it's like an actual like dungeon crawl. Uh, I mean, technically, like the the pits of pity going through like stealthing that area is, is, is kind of basically like a, a small dungeon this is like a very uh true sense of the word dungeon with like traps and, and puzzles mm. and, and combat and just all of that so uh, i pretty much designed that um kind of going floor by floor I, I i i first had the idea for the uh colorblind puzzle <laughs> I, I thought that was really funny uh so that was the first thing i really Barely thought of. I also thought of the the NPC that like cut his own eyelids off to like in order to watch for like the bodies moving. Um, I thought that would be like a scary thing to have. And then from from those two things, I just kind of built it off of that. I thought about how many floors it should be and like uh, what to put on each floor. Then when I was making the like skeleton combat encounter, I was like, how can I make this more interesting? And I thought of like falling through the floor to like the next level. <laughs> And, uh, and I was like, kind of browsed through D&D monsters to find like different undeads and creatures that would be in the dungeon I thought would be interesting. Um, the boss that you guys fought there was actually, uh, that thing wasn't like an official D&D monster. I got it from like a different source book mm -hmm. um, of like celestial creatures because actual D&D doesn't have a lot of celestial monsters to fight because usually celestials are like good creatures, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But right. since it was in the that, like holy room, I wanted it to be a specifically a celestial type creature. I feel like most of the story opportunities, we just failed every <laughs> fucking check, so it yeah. just didn't matter. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> that last room was supposed to be like the big thing of like finding things. We can't let Scally do checks. We just um, can't. It never works out. <laughs> first of all, the colorblind puzzle was fucking very funny. G genuinely. Uh, whenever you whenever you sent an image into the Discord, and I was like, okay, I, I'm switching out of the chat. Um, I thought that 
it was going to be like some weird like password thing but they weren't allowed to say certain words or something <laughs> and then I went to, to the DMs and I just immediately without even fully dissecting the image I'd been sent I saw a couple of colored circles and I was like this is a colorblind test <laughs> fuck it would have been extremely funny if I had to act as if I had perfect color vision, but I think it, it's very funny that Shello, and I'm, he's colorblind. Fuck it. What type of colorblind are you? Are you one of those Dutons? E yeah, I'm. I'm Deuteranopia. <laughs> I can't. That's what I. That's why I right. assume. So that's good. Um, <laughs> why that peanut sounds like, like some <laughs> grandfather doesn't understand how shit works anymore? <laughs> you want to name Dutons? I had like right. a good idea of what kind of color blindness you were, so I made sure to include some circles that were specific to that color blindness, and I did other ones that were like other color blindnesses, so you'd have, you'd have yeah, some I, to go I off. I recognize the other color blindness yeah. colors because I was like, at the after, I was like, does Peanut know exactly which one I am? Because there's also it was funny because uh, in the in the TikTok I posted, like, there was one person that found out they were colorblind from that video. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I, was, I saw that comment. I was like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> the the and the animal symbols were different to like confuse on like which animal is which. I made I made yeah. sure to include like three different birds too. That part fucked with me because I, so, I like, wasn't sure what I was. The saying. the goose and the duck looked almost like exactly the same, except one just yeah. had a slightly longer neck. I think I was. I'm like, wait, is he serious? Does he not know what these animals are? <laughs> the, the other way to solve that, which would have been way easier, was just sending Bulsar's owl in there. Yeah, yeah but that would have. I was thinking of that, but then Shelly like still on. I'm like, oh, okay, Shelly's got this. The other thing I wanted to ask was that fucking seesaw. The way you're supposed to solve it, if I remember correctly, I got this from a very, very old like, like first edition Dungeons and Dragons book. Uh, oh. You, I think you're supposed to. I'm going based off memory right now. I don't have my notes open, but I think you're supposed to throw something on the other side to get that side to like to get your side to go up and then put something between that and the ground to like kind of like make it so it can't go down basically oh i, I, I assumed like i assumed it would have like, broken anything well not something strong enough you know i was playing tears of the kingdom at that point too so i really shouldn't have <laughs> known that <laughs> the anagram uh was was really funny it was embarrassing was well, scally like just was controlling the conversation with just nonsense also well everyone scally else was, was just saying quiet. words <laughs> I, know. I was she was saying I words was... that have nothing to do with any of the letters what what i loved was the fact that we had open and tongue and the, the way that we got to the end was not by crossing out tongue or the letters for tongue and then solving the last four letters but instead by me saying open tongue and then someone else saying open by my tongue. <laughs> yeah, you guys were like really <laughs> confused on how to make two words out of the last four letters and couldn't figure it, it out. Be, it should have well, been so I, easy because you guys were like, why, there two, why are there two Y's? It doesn't make any sense. You can't make two words with two Y's. That <laughs> <laughs> was so... It was... It was a trip. What was the other word we were thinking about? It was, it was tomb, uh, which was actually tomb. which is actually yeah. really good because you guys are in a dungeon right now, and it could be a tomb on the yeah. other side. When you guys thought of that, I was like, mm. "Oh no, <laughs> they're gonna they're <laughs> not gonna be able to figure it out now." 
Yeah, that, uh, was, that, was a, that was a fun puzzle was to sit there and not talk for like 30 minutes when you guys try to figure that out. Dude, that, that would drive me crazy after a while if I had to. I think that's one reason why I would I would probably be not good as a DM. Ow, ow. We're on your episode's reveal now. Uh, did you want to talk about that at all? Well, I made my character in August. I had many ideas. <laughs> I wanted to make a cool-ass cowboy. But no. guns don't exist, so... Uh, things kept getting uh, postponed and postponed and postponed till October, <laughs> and then, and then I was told like you know oh, in like an hour you're gonna be called upon, and I'm pretty sure I waited more than an hour just doing nothing, staring at my screen, waiting, <laughs> ready. <laughs> when um when you told me uh everyone calls Modzi short, I was trying to, I was like no, scrambling, thinking literally of, one how can I person does. How can I how can I make a short joke? And I've gone through many iterations, and then like a moment before I joined, it clicked. I speak halfling. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's all. My God. May I say it? You fucking cunt. <laughs> that's it. I literally it. get sent the uh, the invite to the Discord and with a message saying, um, uh, Balthazar is in disguise right now, and I can only think shit. I have to wait for this. Given the fact that she lives a very luxurious lie. life, um, there's currently a marriage going on in the royal family, and her simply being homeless at the moment, but still having money. Our theory was that she was part, possibly either the king's daughter or the to-be queen's daughter. What? What? I don't think what? that's what I think. I, I, no, I don't know what you're what the fuck you're saying. I think oh. that she was meant to be the bride. Yeah. No, but the No wait, we know the name of the bride, right? We know the name of the bride. I don't remember learning the actual name. We were told it. I remember, I remember hearing yeah. about her, but what? I don't remember learning. You were told the you were told that it was the princess of the woods, that was the kind of title given to mm. the bride. Oh, there wasn't a name? The, and mm, given mm. that Sana doesn't know anything about the outside world, I doubt that was Sana's role. Oh, I think that it that's sounds like... mm. definitely relation to royalty. <clears throat> yeah, like direct relation to royalty. It was so like assumption. I guess we'll find out in future sessions, or not, or you just like let me die right. or something. I can <laughs> no, tell you, we've been <laughs> yeah. over. You're this. not getting out of this. You're not getting out of this podcast that easy, P3. Um, um, I've got a question for P3. What? Why, despite Balthazar having a, had a wife and a child, did you immediately distinct him as someone sketchy who you shouldn't really oh. trust? Oh, that's the human thing. <laughs> yeah, Balthazar is a human. Humans are, you know, they're kind of like, uh, you know, uh, savages True. in the in the eyes or of an, an elegant elf. Of an eyes of an elegant elf. Okay, elegant, my ass. I, th I think that humans are <laughs> savages. Wow! I'm never being nice to any of you ever again. <laughs> no, just like, <laughs> in general, me, Aaron, I believe humans are savages. <laughs> yeah, yeah. True. They're horrible, horrible I, beasts. I couldn't just be an it. elf and not be racist. <laughs> my god. <laughs> You know, I find no. Sana's ignorance really funny because Sana was also <laughs> terrified of Mirren, like immediately. Like <laughs> Mirren got 
within six feet and Sana started screaming at the top of her lungs in the like in the first five minutes. <laughs> but Marin now showed more kindness. actively <laughs> clings to Marin. I don't Balsas is not really gonna feel like showing kindness if you assume that he's a fucking pervert. This last part we can talk about the actual like kids breakout mission. I don't know if anyone else had the feeling. Maybe not, because I feel like I was the only other person with Pebble at the beginning of the combat. But was it was it planned for Pebble to be on the ground floor? Because once the doors opened, uh, Lyra was, or was it Lyra? Yeah, Lyra. Lyra was right there, like at the. I, I obviously in universe I like looked through the little eye hole, but it was like. Lyra w- had gone from their floor down to the bottom floor and had heard the ruckus outside. So it seemed like if I, if I was the only one there getting kicked up, kicked on uh, up, beat up by two guards, it seemed like the the combat wouldn't have happened and the interaction with Lyra was would have just happened some other time the way that kind of went down was kind of like a domino effect uh i didn't i I mean i didn't plan for pebble to be down there obviously that was just kind of why why did she go down there she like uh because i was getting beat up by a bunch of guards right yeah i mean i didn't plan for that happen at all i i I thought that shell would be like inside since he's like the second most stealthy second to the scrubbins i I didn't plan for that Uh, what what would have happened if pebble wasn't down there and it was just Shello was going to just have the knight go out to take care of him instead of her doing it. Uh, the, the only reason she got involved was because Pebble was there. Uh, I see. My original plan was always to have uh, her initiate combat when she realized Pebble was there. Um, oh. So like, uh, how, how I had originally planned it without knowing how it would go was I, I that as you guys all were like, leaving or something she'd show up or you'd like walk into like that room that she's in but the the idea was that there was always certain to be uh combat with lyra there yeah i mean there's, there's a chance she couldn't uh, she may not have been involved and would have just been gurgle but it, gurgle was always uh... planned I, I wanted you guys to have the satisfaction of killing him in a <laughs> boss fight uh, to level up that's fair which actually uh you guys had overheard that conversation between lyra and someone else you guys didn't really discuss this at all but uh who do you think that second voice was is it the general that uh Marin knows or no it was an old man it was it was an older sounding man i I can't tell you who it was i'm just wondering your theories i'm not sure because at first i thought it might have been uh the what what was his name boot (laughs) from the from the freak show the, that got, were like ran it. Oh, you mean uh, okay, Bottleby. Bottleby. Yeah, that one. That's what I thought at first, but now that you say that could have been the general, like I guess that would make sense. I don't remember how old the general was supposed to be. Uh, I mean, elves live a very long time, so it's very uncommon for a elf to like really show their age because they'll usually die in like I guess that in makes combat sense. or something before they reach old age. Right. But the he looks like a just a very strong like middle aged man i'm i'm trying to think because the guy says that he's there in place of dupe i don't know because i was i was trying to connect dots but um 
There's too many dots. <laughs> I'm glad I could I'm actually good. fight. It felt nice actually be able to fight. <laughs> you killed. I do actually have a question from a from TikTok. <laughs> Dupe had shown up in episode five, so this this person's wondering if there's a chance of any other characters from the session zero to show up and uh the answer to that is uh, anything's possible. Yeah, if, uh, questions <laughs> yeah. like that, it's all about the player's choices and how they go about things, if they actually show up or not. It's the only reason Dupe was the first one to show up, because that's, you know, that was my character. So uh, characters plant made for the session zero, uh, deeming that probably wouldn't show up. Uh, yeah, what, 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 what will be the milestone that I need to save up money to fly to the States? <laughs> or, a, uh, or an in-person session? Hundred thousand subscribers. When Gone. we uh, when we Dude. buy in a uh, content house, <laughs> and then when a character dies in the game, we just like publicly evict them. Out. Them out of the house. <laughs> we have another question here. Um, it's awesome puzzles in this episode. Hey, thanks. And that's all the questions we have. I don't think that. Was <laughs> Who said question. that? Was it you? Thanks to the puzzle. <laughs>